The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Today's daf is being studied. Today's daf is being studied. We are on the bottom line of Chaf Alif Amud Sheni, starting with Ibaya Lehu. Just to review where we're holding in this piece of the Gemara, we discussed the case over here if the Avelim began to sit and somebody who was part of the family was unbeknownst to him that. Uh, the family member passed away, and he was in a makom karov. He was within ten parsaot, according to Tosafot, which is a one day's distance from where the mourners were sitting. And he surfaces within the first three days of the avelut. He is negrar after them, which means, let's say he shows up on day three, so he starts sitting with them on day three, and he only has to sit five days until day seven, and he's finished. However, if he came from uh, makom rahok, if he came from a far distance, so therefore whenever he shows up, even if he shows up within three days, he must count seven days from when he gets there. Now, there is an opinion of Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Shimon says that even if that family member surfaces on day seven, uh, they're still in Avilut on day seven, so therefore he just has to count that one day with the family and he gets up uh, on that day. It should be noted that the Gemara made a condition that so long as the Gadol Habayit was one of the ones that were sitting, Gadol Habayit either means the older uh, relative or the most uh, influential one, meaning the one that makes the decisions of the family. So Gadol Habayit is sitting, so then the Tsa'ir, the younger one, is Negrar after him, which means if he comes, let's say, according to Bishimon on day 7, so long as the Gadol Habayit is over there, so therefore he's with him. However, if the Gadol Habayit is the one that's uh, out, and everybody else is sitting, Right? So he is not negrar after the younger uh, members of the family. That's the Gemara's uh, opinion up to this point. So that's the Gemara's question. Ibaya lehu. Halach gadol habayit lebet hakevarot mahu. Which means, we have a question. If let's say the gadol habayit, he was not there uh, in the house sitting, because he went to bury the net. So therefore, mahu. What do we say? Do we say, and Rashi says, Vishahasham Gimel Yamim. And he was over there between the burial and all that, so it took him three days. What's the question? Mahu Rashi. Do we say that we consider him as if he's in the house? Since he went for the Tzorech of the Met. So maybe we give him a dispensation, which means, even though he knew about the uh, Mitah, but it doesn't matter. He was involved in burying. So it could be there's a Sevarat that said that if he was involved in burying, certainly he could be Negrar. Or do we say, no, look at the Tosafot, the top Tosafot, Pirush, Mi Atzmo. Do we say, no, he's the Gadol Abayat. He's not Negrar after anybody. He's Negrar after himself. And therefore when he comes back, he has to start himself. Oh, lo. Why? Since he's involved in the burial of the Med, when they heard, he also heard. Uh, he's burying. And then Tosafot goes into a uh, another case, okay, which we'll see. So this is the she'ela of the Gemara. So comes the Gemara and says, Tashema. So the Hadush is that indeed, even if the Gadol Abayit went, but he went for the purpose of burying the Met, the Hadush is he counts with the family. Which means there is going to be a difference. Because the avilut of the family begins once they turn away from the mit. Which means when they go home and the mit now is being taken care of and going to be buried, the avilut begins immediately. 
Now, normally the Gadola by its Avilut, since he's with the mit, would not begin until Stimata Golil, until after the burial itself. That could be a day or two later, maybe, till he gets it to the place. The Hadush is that when he gets back to the family, since he went for the purpose of burial, Mahim. When he cuts off some of the days of his Avilut, he saves some of the days uh, as a result. Alright, that's the deen of and Mahim. Ah, oh, so the Gemara says, Mahin. What do you mean? You tell me Mahin, he counts with the uh, family? We have another bright that says, no, the Gadol Abayr has to count for himself. Lakasha. Gemara says, no question. It depends when he surfaced. If he came within three days, so then already Mahin. If he came after three days, so then Moneh La'atzmo. So the three-day rule that we learned in the previous daf applies to this case of the Gadol Abayid. The Tosfot explains that the Hadush is even according to the Bishma'on. Because we held on the previous daf that the only nafkamina between three days and not three days is a person's coming with Makom Karov. If a person was Makom Karov, but a person's Makom Rahok, Three days is not a, an issue. Even if he comes within three days, he still has to count ma'atzmo. So Tosfot says like this, that according to the Hadush of this Gemara here, uh, according to Rabbi Shimon, that what? Even if he came from Makom Rahok, the Hadush is what? That you, in the Makom Rahok, in this case, you still have the three-day uh, dispensation. <laughs> he came in Makom Rahok to older brother, or the Gadol, and normally Makom Rahok, yes, the Bonel Atzmo. The Hadush is over here that since he went for the burial purposes, even if he came from Makom Rahok, so long as he surfaced within three days, mm-hmm. so he's Bonel Amem. But if he showed up after three days, so then already the deal is going to be, he has to be Bonel Atzmo. That's the way the Tosafot understands the uh, case. Correct. Right? The better Kemal was a Makom Rahok because. Uh, if it was Makom Karov, according to the Bishimon, even if it comes on the seventh day. So the Hadush is, according to the Bishimon, in this case, even Makom Rahok, he has three days to catch up with them. Comes the Gemara and continues. He had the Amar like the story that Rav said, Libne had Salponi. Salponi, Rashi says the name of a place. The people of Salponi. They came within three days. So he told them, Count with the mourners. And those that did not come within three days, Let them count by themselves. So obviously you have to say the cases over here, where the Avelim, he had a case where they were away, burying the mit, and part of the family was Bavilut already, they were sitting, so they went to ask the rabbi what to do, so they said, the ones that came within three days, let them uh, be, uh, catch the uh, Avilut, and the ones that did not, they have to count for themselves. Now from the fact that we don't know exactly who these people were, doesn't say which family members, so from the stamut of the Gemara, must be talking about all scenarios, including the case of Gadol Abayit. Because even if the Gadol Abayit was one of these family members, for sure the rest of the family, we know them all. rest of the family, if the Gadol Abayit was home, they have the three-day rule. They come within three days, they're Moneh. If they come after three days, they're not Moneh. Mm-hmm. But the fact that this story doesn't tell us details, we can assume that Rav was saying this, this general law case, which is even if the one that wasn't home was the Gadol Abayit, Rav was telling, and he was bearing, so Rav was telling him, if you come home within three days, you're okay, you count with them. So that's a proof that even if the Gadol Abayit is not home, so long as he's involved in the burial, when he comes back, he picks up the avenue where the family is, so long as it's uh, within three days, the Hadush is even if he went from Makom, Rahok, even if he was from a far place. Comes the Gemara continues. Amar Lehu. Rabah ibn Mehuza. So Rabah told the people of Mehuza, Atun, Delo Azlitu Batar Arsa. You people that are not going after the coffin. Which means. Somebody else is taking the coffin to be buried. 
right after the funeral, the family is going home, other people are taking the coffin to the burial. Once already, you turn your face from the gate of Abula, that's like the gate of the city over there, at Hilu Menu. Start counting, which is they don't have to wait until the met is actually buried, which is the normal time that Avelut starts. Once they gave it over to be taken care of, so it's out of their possession, so to speak. So the Avelut begins that day. It's a big nafkamina. Let's say they gave it over right before sunset. So therefore, that day will be considered day one. Even though they didn't bury him until, let's say, till after sunset. So the Hadush is that they, they shave the day off of the uh, Avelut because of the Salaga. Look at Rashi. The one that's going after the coffin itself, he has to wait until they actually bury. For example, let's say they're taking the body from Babel to Eris Israel for burial. Not all the relatives go to Eris Israel. They go to Parsa or Mil. That's the outer gate of the city. And it's uh, surroundings. They go back to the house. Even though let's say the mate wasn't buried until several days later. Even though normally Avilut doesn't hal until the burial. You're not going there, so when you go home, that's considered like Stimatagodel for you, which is you're finished with the myth. And therefore the Avilut begins immediately. And then we go back to the regular rules that we said above. The guy that comes back, if he comes back within. Uh, so according to the Bishabon. We said that even if he comes back on day uh, seven, the Chaura, technically he'll be able to, uh, to to join them. Now the Ramban says over here that Davka, this case is talking where they were covered him where they buried him in another city. So then already when they turn their heads away and they go back home, they start. That's because uh, that the Kibbutz was finished. However, in the same city. The Ramban wants to say they're not Masih Da'at until they know that he was actually buried before Al. And then they start the Avut uh, only after they find out. So there's enough coming out there. The Ritba says that even though they start their Avut immediately, once they turn their backs to the Met, he says that they're not obligated to take off their shoes because they're starting Avut now. They can wait till they get home until they take off their uh, shoes. Okay, so comes the Yabara now. And continues. Come the Gemara and continues. Rabbi Shimon Omer, Afilu ba b'yom shvi'i mimakom karov monei amahin. According to Rabbi Shimon, his shita was that even if the fellow surfaces, uh, the family member that did not know about the avilut, he surfaced on day seven. Dafka mimakom karov again. So we say what? Halakha is one mahem, he just sits one day. So the Gibran is Amar of Hayabar Gamda, Amar bi Yosef bin Shaul, Amar bi Vihu Sheba, Umatsam bin Nahamim, it's no. The case is talking about where the mourners were still sitting on the seventh day, and the consolers were still consoling them. What's the point of this Gibran? We learned according to Abbas Shaul, on the seventh day. And therefore, once the seventh day enters, the Avilut is over technically. So, what do you mean he surfaces on the seventh day? The Avilut is over. It's finished. He should have to start counting on his own. So, the Hadush is, even though we say, so long as they're still sitting and they're still receiving mourners, I mean, uh, consolers, that's considered enough to consider that they're still Avilut in order to mistaref the family member that comes to the Lashi. Very good. So now the Gemara has a question. Let's say already the consolers 
they stay already when he walked in, this family member, literally they started to shake, meaning to stir, to get up. Did you caught them? No, they're ready to, to leave. But they didn't get up yet technically. Mao. So the question is, how do you consider that? Since they're still technically sitting, so therefore it's considered still the day, or since they're planning to get up, so therefore you go after the Kabbalah, therefore they want, they're leaving already. Mao. So the Kabbalah says on this, Tiku. Kabbalah leaves it in a Tiku. Meaning in a, in abeyance. Okay, the way the, that she learns over here, Nin'aru la'amod min'na'ni'im. Now you said they're stirring, Virotsim la'amod. Comes the Gemara and continues. Gimidi habre derabi abba bar hiya mirabi abba. Which means the friends of Rabbi abba bar hiya learnt from Rabbi abba. Umana, who are these friends? Rabbi zera. The amri la habre derabi zera mirabi zera. The friends of Rabbi Zera from Rabbi Zera, and who's that? Umar Rabbi Abba, Barid Rabbi Hayyabar Abba. And what did they say in the name of Abba Rabbi Yohanan? Halakha karabban, ukarabbi shim'un bin Gamliel bitrefot. When it comes to the laws of terefot, not all the laws of terefot, but in one specific case which the governor will tell us, we're going to follow Rabbi Shim'un in the laws of terefot. Halakha karabbi shim'un be'avil. And the halakha follows Rabbi Shimon when it comes to the laws of Avilut. Specifically this law that we just learned, that if he shows up on the seventh day, So the Gemara says, Rabbi Shimon be'avil ha'de'amaran. Okay, we said that case already. Rabbi Shimon be'avilut is the case of, like we just said, if he shows up on the seventh day, mone'amahim. That doesn't mean in all the cases of Terefot. In one specific case. That now we have a Mishnah. Let's say the intestines of the animal were punctured. There was a hole. And that would make the animal a Terefa. But there's certain mucus that if you press the uh, intestines, the mucus will come out and seal the hole. Kishira. So that's already considered satum. If the mucus is able to seal it. That's the Bachelor of Shita. What is this mucus that we're talking about? That's the mucus that comes out of the ma'ayim uh, of the intestines. That comes out when you apply pressure. So therefore, if you would apply pressure and the mucus would come out and seal the hole, he says it is considered okay. So the Gemara says, Amar Mandehu. A certain rabbi that is unknown. Mandehu. Mandehu said. A certain rabbi. Iske. I should have the zechut. The asik. And go up to Eretz Yisrael. The igmera lishma'ta. And I should be have the zechut to learn the halakha. Mepume demare. From the mouth of the one that said it. Which means, he should have the zikhut to learn from Rabbi Abba, the son of Rabbi Hayyabar Abba. That quoted Rabbi Hanam. Rabbi Hanam was from Eretz Yisrael. So the rabbi we just said, was Rabbi Abba, the son of Rabbi Hayyabar. He should have the zikhut, this fellow, this rabbi said, to go up to Israel, to hear the Devre Torah straight from the source itself. Kisalik, when he went up to Eretz Yisrael, Ashkechel Rabbi Abba, Berid Rabbi Hayyabar Abba. He found him. Amar le, so he tells him, Amar mor halakha kirabban shim'un bin Gamliel bitrefot. Is it true? We heard from your name that you said that the halakha follows Rashbag in the law of Terefot, meaning in the case of the Bnei Ma'ayim, that were punctured. Amar le, so he tells him back, quite the opposite. Ana in halakha amre. I said that the opposite halakha is not like the Banchuan Gamliel when it comes to the case of the Terefah. So he says, Okay, so now he says, what about the case of the Abelut? What's the, what's, the, what's the shita when it comes to the Abelut case? So actually that is indeed a mahloket. The itmar, Rav Hizda Amar, Halakha, Vekhen Amar, Yohanan, Halakha. So we have two rabbis that said, including Yohanan, Halakha is that we're lenient, like Rabban Shemom Gamliel, Gabeh. Rabbi Shimon, sorry, Rabbi Shimon, we're lenient. Rabbi Nachman Amar, in Halakha. Rabbi Nachman said, Halakha does not follow Rabbi Shimon. Bottom line, when it comes to Terefot, we don't follow Rashbag. 
When it comes to Avel, they do follow, they're lenient. Why? We learned many times the rule that when it comes to Avelut, we take the lenient opinion, and this is a lenient opinion, because it's saying that when the family member serves on day seven, he's done. He just has to sit for that one day, or whatever it is, for a few minutes, and he gets up. So therefore, he says, they're going to follow the opinion of... Rabbi Shimon. Now the Gemara at the end of the daf is going to discuss differences in avelut of regular family members or hat v'shalom avaim when it comes to the mourning of a parent. The Gemara is going to give different uh, stringencies uh, that would apply. The Gemara begins. Alkol hametim kulan. When it comes to all the metim. The five relatives besides parents, speeding the burial, burying quickly, pushing, getting it done very quickly, without delay, this is considered, she says, you do it very quickly to get the burial, this is praiseworthy. But on parents, quick burial, this is considered, now what's the reason why it's Megunah? So the Nemuke Yosef explains because when it comes to other relatives there's not such an obligation to be maspid, to eulogize. And therefore, leaving the body is a bizayon. However, when it comes to parents, there's a kavod to maspid them the proper way. And therefore, taking one's time is proper when it comes to this. Shabbat. But let's say the parents passed away on Erev Shabbat or Erev Yom Tov. So then, if they're not going to be buried, they're going to have to wait a full day or till the burial. So then, then already it's Meshubah to bury them quickly. Why? Because then it's clear, you're doing it for the Kavod to get them buried quickly. Next thing. When it comes to all other people, he has an option. He wants to minimize his, his Isaac, literally his work, but if he doesn't want. However, when it comes to the parents, he's obligated to be Mima'it. Now, what are we talking? We learned above that Avil is Asur Ba'asiyat Milakha. All types of Avilut. So, obviously, you have to say we're talking about Asakim Dara Mutal La'asot. For example, Davara Avid. Which we said is mutar. So when it comes to other avelim, you want to do the davad aved, you can do it. You don't want to do it. When it comes to avdaim, mahmir. Even things that are permissible, for example, davad aved, one should refrain. So avdaim is more hamur. Other interpretations, as Dran explains, that. Davka asiyat melacha during avilut is asur. However, uh, transactions like schora, like business deals and things like that, is really mutar. And therefore, the adush is ba'abi ve'imo, even schora, even just transactions, not actually physical melacha, would be asur. Comes the Gemara now and gives the next difference. Alkol ametim kudan on all the other. People that pass away, Ratsa Cholitz, Ratsa Eno Cholitz. There's a rule over here called Halitzat Katif. At the cemetery, when they would carry the mit to be buried, the custom was in some places, they would actually take off their shirt to reveal their shoulder, and they would uh, take their arm out. So their arm and shoulder was revealed. This was a sign of Avelut. So when it comes to the other deceased, they want to make Halitzat Katef reveal their shoulder. They can. If they don't want, they don't have to. However, when it comes to burying uh, parents, so that already the deen is, there is, must have Halitzat Katef. The uh, Rosh explains from Rabbeinu Meir that Halitzah refers to the shoes. So he learns that if a person wants to take off the shoes at the cemetery already, before he gets home. For other relatives, you want to, you don't have to. However, for Abiv more already to take off the shoes off from the cemetery itself. There was a story of a Gedol Ador. 
the great rabbi of the generation, Shemet Abiv, the father of the Gadol passed away. Ubikesh Lachlotz. So he wanted to make Khalitzat Katef. Ubikesh Gadol Ador Aher Shemo Lachlotz. So there was another Gadol that was with him. So he saw that the first Gadol is going to make Khalitzat Katef. It's a big Bezayon. So he said to minimize the Bezayon of the first rabbi, He'll make Halitzat Kadev with him, so at least he's not the only one. So he's there to, to commiserate with him. So now the first one, refrain. Because he said, if my Halitzat Kadev is going to cause this Gadol now to do something that he's really not obligated to do, I don't want him to be Mephaseh himself. So therefore the first one, refrain. So comes again what says, Amar Abaye Gadol Ador Rabbi. Who was the first Gadol Ador? Rabbi. Which means, it was Rabbi's father that passed away. Gadol Ador Sheimmo. And who was the Gadol Ador that was with him? Rabbi Yaakov Bar Aha. Ve'ika Da'amri. And some say the exact opposite. Gadol Ador Rabbi Yaakov Bar Aha. Gadol Ador Sheimmo. And the Gadol that was with him, Rabbi. What's enough coming out? The Gemara says, Pishtamaleman Da'amar. Gadol Ador Sheimmo Rabbi. If you say that the second Gadol, was Now we know why the first rabbi was Monea from making, refrained from making Halitzat Katev because he Rabbi was the Nasi. He didn't want to cause Rabbi now to have to make Halitzat Katev. So he was, you know, protecting the honor of Rabbi. But if you say that the second Gadol was the Yaakov Baracha, and the one that was mourning really was Rabbi for his father. How come he did not, uh, uh, how come he refrained? Why? Which means, why did Rabbi refrain? In order that Rabbi Yaakov shouldn't have to, uh, 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 to rip. Why? What's the question? Rabbi's father was Rabban Shimon Gamliel. Rabbi now is mourning for the not only his father, he's the Nasi of Israel. So therefore, everybody has to make Halitzat Katev for the Nasi of Israel. So therefore, what is he doing? He was ready. Rabbi is about to make Halitzat Katev for his father. He saw Rabbi Yaakov was with him. So he said, oh, Rabbi Yaakov wants to make Halitzat Katev. I want to refrain from making Halitzat I don't want him to be Mibuzeh. So he refrained. So he goes, what are you talking about? It doesn't matter. If Rabbi is making Halitzat Katev for his father, his father is the Nasi of Israel. And everybody's obligated to make Halitzat Katev for the Nasi of Israel. So that's the Gibraltar's question. Gibraltar says, Kasha. Gibraltar leave that in a Kasha. Now, we know that when the Gibraltar says Kasha, it's answerable. When the Gibraltar says Tiyufta, it breaks it. So over here, the uh, the Keren Ora wants to answer an answer like this. It says like this, that could be that when it comes to Gadol Ador, Maybe he does not have to make Halitzat Katef for the Nasi. Which when it says everybody has to make Halitzat Katef, it doesn't mean uh, the Gadol Ador. So it could be, that's why Rabbi, Rabbi had to. But the Hadush is not at the expense of the Gadol Ador that was with him. I was thinking, what do you mean by Gadol Ador? Everybody has to make Halitzat Katef. Yeah, but not the Gadol Ador. Everybody means everybody else. It so could be that uh, in this case of it, that's why the bee was able to refrain in order to stop the bee. Yeah, it was to protect the bee. Yaakov. his father and the Nasi. Correct, but doesn't matter. He wants to protect the of those kavod. You don't have to lower his kavod. So that's why he says you can't answer that question. That we can't order what's the kavod. Next kavod. Kavod says al kol hametim kulan. When it comes to all the other metim, Mr. Lamid Yom. So the shaving or the haircuts is a 30 day situation. But when it comes to parents, which means until his friends come along and tell him, you need a haircut. They have to rebuke him. That doesn't say your hair's too long, you have to take a oh, haircut. Now, oh, so, so what does this mean? So the Mephashim, most of the Shunim learned that you need both things. You need the 30 days, and after the 30 days, you need a Gi'ara, which is two things. 
And if the friends would go at him before 30 days, it's not enough. So therefore the Hadush of uh, Abba'im is both. And that's the Nyan, that, that's what they do. They're on the 30th day, really, after a full 30 days, full 30 days, so it's not until the 31st day that he's really allowed to take a haircut. They tell him, go take a haircut. You know, you don't look, uh, you don't look uh, calmly anymore. Go take a haircut. We just have to make gara, and then we say it is uh, permissible. So that's the difference between the regular uh, avilut or the avilut of av ba'im. Okay? Comes the Gemara and continues. Next difference. Right, that's where Tosa Fort learns, by the way. Achi Garubo Haverav. Then Tosa Fort has another point there. We can read it inside. Nered the regel eno mevatel davarze. Just want to say the regel does not mevatel for a avaim. Which means, normally we say the regel, the shloshim started before, the regel is mevatel, the shloshim. So the chaurav, it's fa'avaim as well. The regel is mevatel, shloshim, we're able to take a haircut before. The Alakai really says, fa'avaim, nothing breaks the 30. The 30 days, uh, full 30 days, even if there's a regel in between, which you think about haircuts and shaving like that, it is still going to be a sur. Tosfot on the bottom line there says, Ki'im kemosh katavti ad shi yishlach pera vigarubo. You need both things. Gidul pera, meaning growing your hair is 30 days, plus a gara. Next case. Alkol ametim kulan, all the other metim, nikhnas lebet asimha leachar lamid yom. After 30 days, he can go to Simachot. You can go to call it okay, parties or a place where there's simha. So the Gemara says, But for parents, person not to go to simachot until after twelve months. That which we said simha, it's not weddings. It's only to about simchat meriut, meaning gathering of friends. It's a different type of smile. It's lower than a wedding, which is even after the 30 days, by Sha'ar Avelim, they don't let them just go to any parties. They can only let them go to dispensation is for Sumhat Mir'ut. It seems weddings is longer. That's out of the question. That even applies after 30 days. That she says, the Sumhat Mir'ut, Sauda, She'osim Re'im Ve'ahubim Ze'im Ze'im. So the Gemara has a question. Mm. We have a clear bright that says, for Simachot, which would be like a wedding, and Si'udat Mire'im, it's 30 days. So how could you tell me, Rava, that Saudat Hatan, let's say a wedding is a suit after 30 days, here it's clearly mashma, that you have two different items. You have Simha and Mire'ut, either or, if the is permissible, the Gemara leaves that off in Kasha. So comes the Gemara and says... Comes the Gemara and says, Amemor... Matni Hache. Amemor has a different version. When it comes to a party of friends, mutali kanes le altar. It's permissible to go immediately after the seven days. After the seven days. Of Atanya Lisimha Sheloshim Ulmiraut Sheloshim. Ah, but what do you mean? It says clearly over here. But for Saudat Mineim, they're only allowing it after 30. How could you tell me? Mutale Altar, Lakasha, Habe Arisuta, Habe Puranuta. Now, to understand this, we have to understand the way they used to make parties in the olden days. They used to have rotating parties, which we used to have a group of friends, let's say, and every time the party would be by somebody else's house. And then everybody else has to reciprocate and therefore make it by them. Mm-hmm. So now it depends. If, let's say, you're paying back, which is the cycle already started. Reciprocating. Now you're reciprocating. Now it came to you, that person's uh, p- turn 
after seven days, since it's reciprocating, it's permissible. Right. However, right away, after seven days. However, that which is said you have to wait after 30, that's what the first word. To start the rotation, starting the cycle, which is not reciprocating, you're starting the cycle, then it is going to be as soon. So that's why he wants to answer. So according to this version of Amimor, there is a type of that in the Kanami would be mutar immediately. And according to this version as well, Sa'udat Hata would be permissible after 30. Like the Braita said. Look at Rashi. Ha-ba-ri-suta. Ha-be-fur-anuta. Fur-anuta melashon pilla'on. Which means if you're paying back. Arisa ha-inu shimbat-khil e-khad me-im na-asot Sa'uda. Right? Um-mal-ve-li-khulam. It's like he's lending. Right? He's a lender in this case over here. Because he's lending them, so to speak, and they're going to hold him back. Already he's on the payback, he's already he's in the rotation. He has to pay back. What do you mean? He said now he's Avil. No, he owes the Sauda. So therefore, already the rotation began. It is permissible. Going to the uh, second version of it, Amemor. He's telling you that the altar Saudat Mirut is mutar. Saudat Mirut of a payback. Regular Saudat Mirut after 30. And Saudat Mitzvah, like a Saudat Hatan, also after 30 immediately would be mutar. Tosfot has a question like Saudat Brit Milah. Is that considered a Saudat Mitzvah or not? That would be a suit only after 30. Or could be permissible even within 30 because we do not make the Berachaf Shasim Habim or no at a Brit Milah. So therefore, Tosfot has a Safik regarding. Uh, that case. In any event, the Gebara continues. We get to the next case. Okay, now we discuss the Kiri'ah. On all deceased people, I mean the five, the Kiri'ah is a Tefah. That's let's say between three and four inches. But on the mother and father, he has to reveal his heart. Okay, so that's a bigger kiri'ah. Dirusham, he explains over here, that since now he lost the mitzvah of kibuda v'aim, so he has to make a bigger type of kiri'ah. He has to reveal his heart. Amar of Abu, of Abu says, Me'ekira, where do we know this from? So it says, that kiri'ah minimum is a tefah. Ve'chazek David b'bgadav ve'yikra'im. So David, Held on to his garment by Hazek, he held on to them and he tore them. You say you hold something, the minimum holding is a tefah. So therefore he ripped a tefah. And the Gemara continues, On other deceased people, the five, he does not have to rip all his garments. He only has to rip the outer garment, right? The garment that is above all his garments. That's called Elyon. He has to rip all the garments that he's wearing. Now what is Afikr Suto? Rashi. That's like the Sudar that he wears over his head. Even though it drapes over his shoulders, so you might have thought that it's considered like a baguette. Come on, show note. That's considered a hat. He doesn't have to make the kiri'ah. He doesn't have to make kiri'ah on the uh, hat. Now, according to this, whether it's a man or it's a lady, they're hayavim lekrawa. According to Tanakhama, they make kiri'ah the regular way, which is even for Abba'im, according to Tanakhama, she has to reveal a heart. Ah, you'll say it's not Sini'ud. Tanakhama is going to say that at the time of Avelut, there's no Hirur Avera, and therefore he allows it. However, Rabbi Shimon bin Al-Azhar Omer, Ha'isha Kora'at et Tahton. She rips the bottom garment that's close to her body. And then she turns it to the back. So therefore, it's covered. And then she rips the garment above that. So therefore, you cannot see her heart. It's covered. Again, she has the garment that's close to her body. She rips next to her heart. And then she turns it to the back. To the back. So the other rip is in the back. So therefore, it's covered. 
and the garment above that she rips connected the heart. So now when you're looking in, you don't see anything. You see the, the lower garment. And therefore it's semi'ut. Because he holds that sanua for the lady to have to reveal her heart to be revealed. Even at the time of Avinu. So it's a mahluk and tanakama and Rabbi Shimon bin al-Azhar. Okay. Yeah, the garment is close to her. Inner garment. Inner garment. Okay, now we move to the next case. On all the metim, uh, besides his mother and his father, Ratsa mavdil kame safa shelo, Ratsa eno mavdil. If he wants to rip kame safa, literally means in front of the safa, which means like the collar. For the border of the shirt, if he wants to, he can. If he doesn't want to, he doesn't have to. But on the mother and the father, he has to. Now, what is this referring to? So if you want to look over here, the way they're explaining it over here, according to Rashi, when he says, Rashi says, Which is, In front of the collar. In front of the collar, which would mean the collar on top of the shirt, and he's wants to rip it, uh, wants to blow it. Kamesafa, in front of the collar. He wants to, he doesn't want to. However, that's not in Which means that's ripping the actual collar itself. So again, according to Rashi, that's Kamesafa, means if he wants to rip under the collar, it's permissible. That's not in Which means that would be a case where he's ripping by the collar itself. Yeah, that's shitat rashi that we have in our girsa. Kameh is in front of the collar, mutar. According to Enum Avdila, means you're doing it on the collar itself. However, Ba'abi Ve'imah has to be the collar itself. Nafka, the kiriyah starts from the collar. And the Gemara continues. The Biyud, again, according to Abi Ve'imah, Rashi, we'll treat the Gemara inside. Al-Kola Metim, Kamratsa Mavdil, Kameh Safa, Shoratsa Enum Avdil. Abi Ve'imah, Mavdil, which is, it's beyond the collar. It's Kameh Safa, according to Rashi, it's Kameh Safa. We'll see how the second. that's not in front of the collar, This is a worthless, useless kiri'ah. It says he held his garment and he ripped it into two pieces. Now, yeah, so when it says pieces, it's automatically two. What does that mean? Or actually, from the word, he tore them. So it's he split them. It's not obviously that he did it into two pieces. You have to rip it in a way where it's nir'eh kishnaim. Now according to Rashi, you have to say that when the, the garment is ripped beyond the collar, it looks like you're ripping the garment into two. But ripping the collar itself, it doesn't look like you split the garment itself. That's the way we have it. Let's just read it inside. That's some of the kamesafa. She'eno besafa shilifneh savar ila kamesafa shilifneh safa shilifneh savar she'ena kiru'ah which is you're not ripping the collar itself, under it, you want it to be seen, it's more visible when it's beneath. You're separating beneath the safa. That's the Or you can cut the actual collar itself. Even though it's not so visible, they are called betasavaru. It's all considered betasavaru, it's all considered kiriya. But my mother and father has to be beneath so it's visible. Karash of the flute, Kerash of the Messiah Rabbi Yudah says, it's a useless Kerah. Ktubah, lo yatsayi de Kerah, lefidr in edem et savaru akol. Which means, uh, it looks like he's just uh, ripping the the neck, he's not ripping the garment itself. Ve'yikla'im nishnayim, e'en kurim ela shenirei kishnayim. Can only rip the garment if it's visible, it looks like it's split into two. Mevdir kabe safa, v'nirei bet savar, what does he mean by that, Ashi? Which is, has to be visible like two. Mavdil kame safa. Good, has to be in front of the safa. Vinir e beta safar 
kera ahed. I guess when you do the beta sabar, it looks like it's a separate kera. It looks like you're splitting the uh, garment into two. Now that's the she that we have. Now look at that she in the kitab yad. There's a different interpretation over here. Hashi kitab yad says like this: Ratzam mavdil kamesafashelo kumatil kiriam mehalal beta sabar. It's the exact opposite. Kamesafa means the collar itself. And enum mavdil means the middle. So according to this, it's the exact opposite. That by aviv emod davka the kiriya has to come from the collar itself and not beneath it. And that's what Rabbi Yudah is saying. Any rip that's not in the collar itself, the garment doesn't look like it's in half. It's just like you made a rip in the center. But to rip the garment itself, you have to start from the the top of the garment. Look at that sheet. Which one? Look at that she in the Kitab Yad. Incidentally, that was by Elisha when he was ripping his garments when Eliyahu Navi passed away. When Eliyahu Navi actually went up to the Shamayim, Elisha Ketiv Shekaral Eliyahu Dazil Mine Melamed Shneriim Kishnayim. Okay, that has to be visible like two. So this is the Mahlokan amongst the Rishonim. What is considered Mekamesafa in front of the? Collar or the collar itself. Kol ametim kulan. Again, besides the father and mother, sholel lehar shiva, which means the rip or the tear that the person made on the garment after seven days, he's allowed to sew it up. However, not in the normal fashion. He has uh, over here with uh, wide stitching. Okay, that's after shiva. And after Shloshim, he's able to sew it up in the normal fashion. But when it comes to mother and father, After 30 days, you could sew it up with the wide stitching. And we cannot fix it and sew it up in the normal way forever. But a lady that's Avila, which means even within the seven, wow. because of the respect of the Sini'ud. Now obviously you have to say this is going like Tanakama. Because according to the other Shita, the Bishamon, you turned it around. There's no problem of Sini'ud. Mm. So according to Tanakama, that said what? That you, the person, the lady is ripping by the heart, let's say, Mamash. So therefore the Hadush is that even immediately she could be Sholel, just out of kavod, you don't sew it normally, and then right, and then following that, uh, if, if it's abiv she can never be uh, she can never do it. But if it's other relatives, after thirty, she can resew it in the normal fashion. Comes the Gemara now and brings other halukim. Ki ataravin, when Avin came from Bavel, actually when Avin came to Bavel from Eretz Israel, Amar Rabbi Yohanan. He quoted from the Bihana. Bihana was the rabbi of Eris Israel. Al kola metim ratsa koraya biyad ratsa koraya bikli. Al abibelemo biyad. On other relatives, how do you make the kiriah? Person wants to make the kiriah with his hand, or wants to use a keli, like a scissors or a blade. This is permissible. It seems what is done biyad, it's more of a bitterness, it's more of a sadness, and therefore uh, that's the reason why dafka which is a bigger dafka biyad. The fashion do point out if you're if you're ripping she to say the safa, sometimes the collar is thicker, so you could start it. With the scissors and then continue the tearing down with the yeah, just to get a grip. Which means the person is able to make the kiriah in private. Bifnim inside. He doesn't have to do it in front of uh, the people. He has to make the kiriah in public, which means outside. That's no. We're talking about where, according to the Shita, inside or outside, public or private. Now, the she over here obviously has a different understanding. The she over here by us wants to say al shar kirobav machnis yadot tachat begadav va'alyon, which is al shar kirobav. He puts his hand from underneath the garment, right, and is able to make the kiriah. In order that the kiriah is not visible to everybody. 
However, it's forbidden to cover the kiri'ah with the outer garment. Eli says, Poshet according to this is, both pshatim, does Aviv Imo have to be visible, what's pshat visible, that they have to see him making the kiri'ah. So according to Aviv Imo, yes. First explanation means, the ripping has to be done in view of the people. According to the second explanation, Bahuts means he must make the rip from the outside, so they see the actual ma'aseh, Kiriah, he's ripping from the outside of the garment. So they see his hand tearing the garment. But according to Sha'ar uh, Avelim, Sha'ar people, that uh, besides mother and father, he can do it inside without anybody's doing it. Even if he's doing it in front of them, he can stick his hand under his cloak and rip from the inside so they don't actually see the Ma'aseh Kiriah. Comes the Gemara and says, Amar of Chazda, Vechen Lenasi. Similarly, this applies to the Nasi of Klaisel that passed away, that everybody is hayav to make a kiri'ah from the outside, it has to be done in public, and everybody has to be able to see the ma'aseh kiri'ah. What's the reason? The Nasi, everybody wants to be marbet tsar, you have to be marbet with the tsar, you have to have the Nasi, the presence of Klaisel, so then you have to be marbet with tsar in order that everybody uh, uh, is met. Met, you may a question. Lo hushvu le'abiv ul'immo ela le'ichui bilvad. The Baraita comes along and says that when we talk about a rabbi that taught a person Torah, or the Nasi, or the Abedin, all those Chachamim are only compared to Abib Ve'imon, the laws of Avelut, only the Gaber re-sewing the garment after it's ripped. Just like a mother and father, you can't re-sew it normally, so too for a Rav, a Nasi, or Abedin, you cannot re-sew the rip in a normal fashion. My love, afidu nasi. That's much that the nasi is included in these rabbis, and the only deen that they're similar to Abibi Mozwat, Ihui. And now you tell me, no, there's another halakhat that's similar in. Like a bit outside. Yabra said, no, levar min nasi. Now, these things that we said was talking about Rav or talking about Abedin. But when it comes to Nasi, Nasi is equal to Avimo in all the halachot, including the law of Altos. So there's a difference between a, a, a Nasi and an Abedin. And the Gemara says, Nesia Shachiv came one time that the Nasi of Kla Israel in Bavel, we call him the Rej Geluta, they treated him like the Nasi, he passed away. Amalad of Hazdal of Hanam Barava, Kefe Asita. Vekum Allah. He told him, turn over the mortar and stand up so all the people can see you. So they all see that you're ripping your garment. And therefore they'll also do like you. So what do you see from here? That when it comes to Nasi, the Kiriyah has to be done from the outside, in public, so everybody sees it just like the deen of Av Va'im.